Hi, friends, and welcome to the first ever live Robcast. <laughs> yeah! So wherever you are in the world listening to this, whatever month or day it is, there's a group of us here at the Improv in uh, West Hollywood, California, people from all over. And we've been talking about spiritual leadership. Uh, and you know, sometimes on the Robcast, I, I'm, in, I'm looking like up at the ceiling instead of you all in some weird way, <laughs> like I'm doing a podcast. Um, but you know what I mean? Why the ceiling? Pardon? Why are you looking at the ceiling? Like? You know, like when I'm normally doing a podcast, I'm alone in the back house, so I'm sort of looking at my notes, okay. and I'm sort of looking around. Uh, there's nobody to make eye contact with. So as soon as I said Robcast, I start sort of making out, realizing there's a room full of people <laughs> I can actually be looking at. People. Uh, an auspicious beginning. So um, I have with me here Jill Rowe, all the way from London. Are you long-time London? 19 years London. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you like my accent? <laughs> We just all ascribe to you an extra, like, 25 IQ points. Because we're, like, clearly... Please don't remove them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, we've known each other for a while. And yeah. seeing what Jill and the people that she works with do, it's so... It's been so inspiring and, like, centering. And you all have shown me so much about what we're doing here, what, what we're hmm. in the world in a larger sense through what you're doing. So let's start... You work with Oasis Charity Trust. What do you call it? Uh, we just say Oasis, but it's a charity, but we talk about it as a movement, a family, an organization. And you interviewed Steve Chalk. Yeah. He was, he was the founder of Yeah, Oasis. a while ago, Steve yeah. Chalk was on the Robcast. I was like, we have to get Jill <laughs> on here. So the British government gives Oasis failing public schools that are essentially falling apart. Yeah, yeah. So we have, um, we have a school system where the, just as you have school boards who are responsible for the schools in the UK, the local authorities are responsible for the schools. But where a school is failing, um, it is taken out of local authority provision and a number of uh, other organizations are invited to take those schools on. And we, uh, we are one of those organizations. When did you first take over a school? Oh, gosh, it's about nine, no, no, but yeah, about nine, eight years ago. So now we have 48 schools. So there's a group of teachers who work in this school. They're told this school is being given to Oasis, <laughs> not the band. Yes, not the band. And then you and Steve, the founder of Oasis, yep. you go into a room full of teachers mm -hmm. who don't know whether they're going to lose their job, whether the school's being shuttered, what's happening. Yeah. So and the what's the, when you walk in, when you vibe. first take over a school, yeah, what's the, <laughs> what is it like when you walk into that room for the first time? There's a number of things. So there's a whole load of work that goes on to help those people understand what's happening because they feel bad. Yeah. You know, then they, they know that things aren't going well. Um, so, and also there's a little bit of suspicion because we're a Christian uh, found it, you know, the source of Oasis is a Christ-centered organization. So there is uh, some suspicion about who we are because these are just local schools. They're, everybody is working for them, uh, Christians, Muslims, anybody and everybody. Um, and so uh, 
there's one one um, story where we were taking over a school, and I was taken into a room, into an office that had no lights, which was a bit scary. And this member of staff, who was going to become an Oasis member of staff, took me into the room and shut the door. There was no light that worked, sat me down and just looked at me and said, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I went, <laughs> yes, I am. And then she, she asked me a really good question. She said, what is that? A really good question. And I, I said, well, I think what it means to me is I'm, trying to live doing the stuff that Jesus talked about. So it's about the way I choose to live. And I think what that works out as, I'm trying to make the world better in my small way. And she just looked straight at me and she said, well, I'm not one, but can I join in? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're in, you're in. That's what it is. So you, the, sometimes there's that suspicion about who you are. But then after a while, Steve and I will go and we'll do what's called the induction uh, for stuff. Am I going to perform this? Shall I do what I do? Yeah. Yeah, Shall yeah, I yeah. Do I'll do it. By the way, what's the worst <laughs> situation you've seen? Like school situation? Well, the, the results will be shocking. The staff will be really fed up. The, the children's behavior is, you know, off the charts. The, everything's crazy. There's high high mobility in the communities because uh, all the schools that we work in are in communities that are forgotten communities. They're communities where um, it's where there's huge poverty, deprivation, everything that should be low is high and everything that's high that should be low. Do you know, all of the stats are all heading in the wrong direction. So, so, so we take that on um, and uh, walk into those spaces and people won't look you in the eye. I don't know if you, you've noticed, people don't look you in the eye when they're down on hope. They don't, they don't have it, whether it's the teachers or it's the students. Um, and so, it's, you know, in some of our schools, the children are greeted at the door with a handshake and a handshake before they walk into the classrooms, all because we're trying to help them. Look at us, look, because when you look at someone, that's when you let them know that they're precious, that they are made in God's image. So, so we have all of that stuff that goes on. But I could, yeah. Oh, oh how long have we got? Um, <laughs> we get to so, decide. Great, fantastic. <laughs> so basically, uh, Steve will tell the story of Oasis. So um, uh, when uh, Steve was 14, he decided that when he, um, after uh, a kind of existential crisis of a girl not fancying him and deciding... <laughs> That, you know, uh, there's a whole story. You need to listen to the Robcast about It's a good episode. Um, But basically, he decided that when he uh, was older, he wanted to set up a hostel, a hospital, um, and a school. So Steve tells this story about how Oasis came about as a a movement. Um, And it's really important that our staff, everyone knows there's a story that we belong to. And it's this story about how to live life well. It's the story of being human. It's the story of knowing that your life counts and that your life matters. Um, And then I get up and I say, and because of that story, um, it's a Christian story. It's a narrative that that we uh, are part of. Um, We want you to understand a bit more about what that means for us as an organization. So I'm standing in front of a room of people who... um, are from all different walks of life. 
and I'll say to them, you always act out of what you believe. So whatever is going on inside of you, whatever it is you think, whatever is here, that's the behavior that you will display. So I'm going to tell you about what it is that we believe because that's the behavior that we want to see worked out in every classroom, in every community that we serve, in every piece of work that Oasis does. So I'll begin and I'll say, so we, uh, we believe, uh, first of all, um, that uh, God is love, that God's love is towards everyone. What does that work out as? Well, it means that we have a passion to include. Everybody is included. When I say God's love is towards everyone, and we are inclusive, you can see people looking going, mm. <laughs> I'd heard different stuff. Uh, that, there are <laughs> that there are people who aren't included. Does the, does the room... Yeah. Tilt or warm yeah, I, or whatever, so when just with that. Yeah, so I see people, I see their eyebrows go. I see them, oh, that's different. And I've only done that bit. So I haven't done that bit. <laughs> Do you know, I've just, that's the start. And then I say, <laughs> um, oh, uh, uh, the second thing, oh, by the way, we'll never impose that belief on you. So I'll be standing there and I'll say, so... So we have this belief, this theological belief that God's love is towards everyone. No one is excluded from that love. But we'll never, ever, 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 ever impose that on anyone. What does it look like? It looks like a passion to include. So that means we're inclusive in everything that we say and everything that we do. And it's really hard work. And I have to be honest and say there are some people, and I'm the director of this stuff, that I wish we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but. That's what it means. But we're never going to impose the belief, but that's our ethos. That's our first ethos value. That's the behavior that we want to see in the organization. So everyone who's part of us, you align to that. The second theological belief that we talk a lot about is um, uh, that we believe that everyone is made in God's image. Uh, we, that's all of us. Um, and I have a tattoo on my foot to remind me. That's why I show them my tattoo. And oh, everyone's, everyone's made in God's image. Oh, again, that's different. Um, and then I say, well, that means that we treat everyone equally, respecting differences. So we don't have special parking places. And we don't have you know, all the things that separate people. And then I'll say, but we're never going to impose the belief, but it looks like we treat each other equally. And again, that's really hard because some of us think we deserve more than others. And actually, it's the others that we need to give more to in order that they experience what equality really looks like. And then I'll say um, the third ethos value that we have is a commitment to healthy, open relationship. What's the theological belief that underpins that? Well, we... We believe that God is a relationship. We believe, you know, Father, Son, Rob's talked about it, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, this relationship, we, it demands of us, it is we. It's not me on my own, it's we. We need one another. But when you are in relationship, that's about the good times and the bad times. We're never going to impose the belief on you, but the behavior of being committed to Open, healthy relationships means we need to get good at forgiving one another. We need to be really good at listening to one another. We need to be all of these things. Never going to impose the belief, but we commit ourselves to this way 
of behaving. The fourth one. Um, By the way, can I just say that every time you role? say, but we would never impose that on you. Yeah. Didn't even feel like, please do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time you say, uh, we have a million dollars, we would never give it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's su such a powerful, we would, there, it's, that's yeah. so powerful. Thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I had nothing more than that. That's yeah, so it's powerful. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. Yes, you were on um, a roll. Yeah, the fourth one we, we talk about, we uh, believe that death isn't the end, that Jesus rose from the dead. Um, pretty classic Christian belief. Um, but we're never going to impose that on you. But what does it look like? It means that we have a deep sense of hope that every situation can change and be transformed. So the child that comes into the classroom in the morning who reads at this level, by the end of the day, we're absolutely passionate that their ability to read will have improved. Or wh whatever it is, we'll talk about the other work that we do. So we say to people, you and me, when we wake up in the morning, we're change agents. That's who we are as Oasis. You are part of something where you are a change agent. Never going to impose that belief. Can't impose beliefs. That's a ridiculous thing to think. You just can't do it. But we can all gather around this set of behaviours. And the last one is uh, a, um, a sense of perseverance to keep going for the long haul. This story, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that is not quick. You don't go on a mission trip to do that. That is forever. That is deep, embedded grafting in to people and to places, that's not quick fix. What does it look like? It looks like persevering with one another in the work. We're marathon runners, we're not sprinters. Oh, that's what I'm part of now. And you do this, <laughs> for this is the first time you've met them, yeah. these teachers. Yeah. And do they, by we the time do, we you do get some fun. Sure. Like, by the time you get to that point, is the ice melting? Are oh, people yeah. asking questions? Yeah. Yeah, because, because lots of people are simply... Uh, people like to hear good stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> You can go home. That, was, that right there. <laughs> That's... Did you say people like to hear good, good stuff? Good stuff. Don't they? I mean, who doesn't? So... If you've, if you've been in a community where things have been going bad or, you, or all you get is criticism from the powers that be or you're working every hour that God sends and you're just not seeing it and someone comes along and says, hey, we're, we're with you now, that is a, that is a hope bringing thing for people, isn't it? And, and you're inviting you're, you're asking them if you can be part of their story. So that's what's going on. And, yeah, I guess melting. They melt. But you're I mean, it's not, you're it's British, hard as well. so it's yeah. a very reserved yes, melt. They, they just nod. <laughs> like <that>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jill. Uh, yeah. And then, so you have the school, but then, as I understand, all things begin to sort of encircle the school. Yeah, so we could start, sometimes we start with a school, or we could start with any piece of work. The vision is actually around the transformation of a place, so an area, a community. So we might start with a school or where, where you've been uh, to be with us, Rob, in, in London, in Waterloo, where we began with a church. 
Um, the idea is to, to create what we call an oasis hub, um, where we develop a Christ-centered, gathered community at the heart of the work. Um, but there'll be a school, farm, debt advice, sports, wait, health, housing. Wait, 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 wait. Let's start with farm. <laughs> Why a farm? Because there's a farm in London, right? Near yeah, Parliament? It's just, yeah, just, uh, just over the river from Parliament between St. Thomas's and uh, where our office uh, base is. Um, be because why not? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why not? Why, when I remember the, the manager of the, the farm um, that we run there, she was just setting up all the plant, big planting pots, I mean huge planting pots, and some of the children from one of our, our schools, the um, high school, you guys call it, uh, they were coming to help. And... Uh, they spent, she, she just watched them, they spent 15 minutes with their hands in the soil because they'd never touched soil. That's, that's why. <laughs> because why not? Why, why, why is it that only some people get that? What, why can't everyone have that? That's the job of church, isn't it? It's to bring that. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, and then tell me about the debt. So that's integrated with the schools. So the schools, the farm, so we've got aquaponics. The children are learning about animals to their plates. If you know, sorry if anyone's a vegetarian. Um, we love everybody. We're inclusive. We, we are inclusive. <laughs> everybody belongs. All in. Um, yes, yeah, so, so the children, they look after the animals. We have, uh, they learn all of the processes around that. We've got some lambs just got born last week on the farm. We've got piglets. We've got, <laughs> we've rescued chickens. <laughs> You're now saving chickens. We've got rescued chickens. I love that. We freed the chickens. <laughs> um, we've got aquaponics. We, they, they, yeah, there's all this stuff that we're planting. And, and the food, uh, some of the food that we grow is used to develop community meals so we've got some people who use the stuff that we grow to have community meals where people can just come in and we've got relationship with a fancy posh market down the road and they give us stuff and we make community meals for people to come and join yeah and then i remember uh there's some debt reduction yep. we run a debt advice service so we train people from within our community to become debt advisors. So I'm, I'm not quite sure how much debt it is we carry. It's, it's just north of half a million, I think, of people in that community. Because where there's deprivation, there's often significant debt because they can't access cheap loans, etc. So they go to payday loan, peak sharks, and all of that stuff. So what we do is we help them we scaffold them out of their debt. Yeah. And you've done this, how many of these hubs? So we've got, I think it's 30, it's 48 schools in the UK, but that equates to about 35 locations. And they're all at different phases. So if you were to come to some of them, you might see a school and one other thing. If you were come to some of them, you'd see a whole lot more stuff going on because it takes time. It's not a quick fix. And everyone wants the quick fix. And everyone comes to us and is like, wow, and you're like, 13 years. 
Yeah. And that sounds like that's a big theme. I mean, it's obviously yeah. a, a central value. Yeah. Is this will take a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so absolutely. everybody who ends up in the Oasis world somewhere, this is going to take a while. Yeah, absolutely. And we, so this is around the world as well. So it's, yeah. So you could go and see what we're doing in South Africa or India or whatever. And it's, it's this. You would see employment programs and all of that going on. And it's all held by the shared ethos. And that's you come in at the ethos. Yeah. Are you in Is that your thing? Because you know I'm really big on titles. Yeah. What? My title, can I tell it to you? <laughs> yeah. My business card is huge. I am the director of ethos and formation. <laughs> the director of ethos and formation. Tell me. I have no idea what why. It means. T tell me. Tell me about director of ethos. That's not a job title a lot of people are familiar with. Tell me why that's so integral to the whole thing. Because someone has to wake up in the morning and think about the soul and the heart of who you are. And when you're really busy doing everything, you can lose that. And, and we are very inclusive. So we have everybody working for us because that's the way we want it to be. But we want to be the people who are aligned to who we say we are. So we say we're inclusive. We say we're, we treat each, everybody equally. We say that we're committed to relationships. We say these things. The only way that is going to be true is if we become those things. So that's the formation piece. So ethos, this is the way we behave. Formation, this is how... This is how we become those people. So I, that's my, that's what I do it's on a Monday. It's almost like, how many people worldwide? Uh, well, there's 20, around 25,000 staff in the UK. No, there's not. That's ridiculous what I just said. There's, <laughs> five, there's around 5,000 staff in the UK and then, phew, I don't know, another, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500, something like that elsewhere yeah how do you keep your mind that's a massive scale how do you keep all of that in perspective how do you know where to go do you drive all around England and see yeah. the different hubs yeah but you can't you can't do that you because you'll burn out <laughs> if I did I would sp if I did that every week I'd be dead yeah I'd, it's just impossible so it's a role where you influence so my, my job is to uh, develop uh, resources and materials and create spaces and opportunities where people can enter into understanding those things. So I spend a lot of time writing or training or speaking or teaching into the organization. I might sit in particular meetings and be the, is this us? Is this us? Is it, you know, yeah. asking those those questions. Um, yeah, and then sometimes I have the absolute joy of going to be with some of our students or some of our young people in our housing projects or I might end up speaking to one of our boards about their responsibilities around this stuff as well. So I never have two days ever, ever, ever the same. We opened a safe house the other day, by the way. You, I didn't tell you that. What's, what's a safe house? 
Yeah, so for children from the Calais jungle, the refugees, Steve got a call. <laughs> got a call on the Wednesday. We opened it on the Friday. A lot of Oasis stories I've <laughs> noticed are, we got a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you got to do it. Why not? Well, <laughs> the widow, the orphan, the refugee. So the call was what? Can you open a safe house? <laughs> was it any more, any more detail, any more shape or form, or like what? Uh, some, not not a huge amount, because it's. I mean, you've probably caught it in the news. It's 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 kind of an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah, but now we have we have a safe house, and it's fantastic. And they are wonderful young people. How do you all, how do you not, with all the needs in the world, how are you not splintered in 20,000 directions? Because I assume people would be calling you every day, like, mm. with another crisis need yeah. safe house request. Yeah. And, and I think that's a real, ten that's a real tension. Um, uh, Steve, as, as the founder of the organization, is, is very focused on, you, you know, you've got you've to try things because some of those things will come good. And that's who he is. So it's really important that Steve does that. And then the role of the rest of us in the organization is to work out how we make that happen. So, this so is he's being him. This is a we need to be big organization with lots of people and overhead and yeah. charts and everything, <laughs> and yet lots of charts baked or baked into it mm. is we try things and some of them work and some of them don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there is stuff because it's so big. Um, we have a, a I don't know if this translates here. We have a <laughs> I've just realised this is probably not. We have a petting zoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have Good. those. Because petting can also mean something else, can't it? Um, we know not of what ye speak. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's very good. Um, so, so we have a petting zoo in, uh, in Birmingham. We call it high school. So one of our schools in uh, Birmingham, one of our hub locations there, just absolutely wonderful. I mean, all our staff are just st stunning. They're, they're relentless in their love for who we work amongst and who we serve. Um, but the, the children in, in that particular location, that's, it, it, became a, 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 it became a feature place of a, t a TV program. Um, where they were basically saying that these people were rubbish and these pe people in this community were terrible. The people in the, this sort of this TV program was presenting, it was almost like presenting these wonderful people as a freak show. And it becomes something that everyone watches. And we took over the school the day that that was aired. Um, and that principal and the, pe and the wonderful staff that we've put in, our hub leader and everything, just developed a whole range of crazy activities that have just literally sprung up from opportunity that they've just said these kids need to know how to they need to know how to care so let's i know so they've actually got um not llamas what are they what's the opposite not 
alpacas. We've got alpacas that live in their back garden and sheep. <laughs> and we've got, I mean, chinchillas. We've got all of this stuff. And it's all just part of this thing to help these children become their best. And that's just one of the things. We've developed a cooking school um, in, in that community where the mums who are really, really good at teaching, uh, at cooking curry, are teaching others how to cook curry. And it's really good. <laughs> but then they go to other places, and these are women who perhaps haven't had confidence, may, may not be brilliant at speaking English, maybe all of those things. They are learning how to become their best selves, and they're doing it by using what they are in order to help others discover new stuff about themselves as well. I've been struck with the, the people who work, you work with, the Oasis person, like I can now, I feel like, spot them. <laughs> when, even they, when they walk up to say hi. There's like a clear-eyed, like limber, but like really focused. Mm. And they yeah. generally seem to be people of high competency who could be making a congillion dollars elsewhere but who are like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I, we have, yeah. And I, I think what calls it, so we feel a really strong sense to this, this, this vision of everyone reaching their God-given potential, everyone's in, the world needs to be, we need to play our part in making things better. So let's just get on with it and stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've noticed that, th that the Oasis culture doesn't have a lot of time for church culture. Is that safe to say? <laughs> Look at that. Look at you and I smiling when I say that. I've just noticed there's a, oh. there's a this is what we're doing. Everybody's invited enough of yeah. that nonsense kind of attitude yeah. in the plate, like a really positive, well, we have stuff to do. Yeah, because you can end up spending your time talking about things that are pointless, aren't they? They are ridiculous conversations. Sorry. Um, oh, don't apologize. <laughs> that was like a. So, so for us, it's like it just, it's not, it's just not the important thing. It's just not the important thing. There is work to be done. We need to be and become our best, and we don't want to get distracted into what is actually a very can be a very cliquey conversation, that actually doesn't change anything in the end, and it's just it's often. I would argue, a conversation about my beliefs are better than your beliefs, debates, rather than Jesus, Jesus was pretty clear, wasn't he? Love God, love others as you love yourself. So, so I guess that's it, do you know? So go do it. <laughs> um, so, so all of that, I mean, Steve's got into bother with, you know, you and Steve and a number of others. Um, you, you've, you know, you've, got into trouble for various things and and but in a way what that does is it frees you because you're free to be what you are you're free to to do the things that really count just get on with it it's really deep that wasn't it just actually it was it. <laughs> how do you uh what what rhythms and rituals do you have because you've been in this a while yeah 19 years. Um, wh how, what have you built into your life for this kind of work? Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm quite an introvert. Uh, and so I really appreciate alone time. And I personally, we are talking personally, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I deliberately will take myself out of the mix in order to uh, recover <laughs> or re-energize. Um, I deliberately have reading stuff that I do. Um, I'm a rubbish jogger, but I like to do that. Um, I like to... A rubbish jogger. <laughs> that is such... That is a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm a rubbish jogger. <laughs> to wear when you're out jogging. Yeah, I am a rubbish, rubbish jogger. jogger. <laughs> but I like being out there. So I, I was in Laguna Beach uh, the other day, and I was just running along the road and then back along the beach. And I was just... I, doing stuff like that's really good, you know, just being out, which is interesting in London because it's sort of quite dense and um, I just chat things through with God a fair amount I journal I just write stuff down um, you've been quite helpful actually you know some of the those few books that you've written <laughs> yeah so I so yeah and I have intentional breaks um, I, I I go away I, I deliberately take some time away. And that's an interesting one, because that's quite... In my... In, o in Oasis, uh, where it's f very full of people who would talk about themselves as activists, I can be a little bit of a different kind of person within that. So that's an interesting thing also to be present. You're like this counterbalance mm. to everybody who's like, let's go change the world. Or you're like, let's have tea. Yeah. Should we just talk? Yeah. 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 Do you... When you look at a year... Do you plan out when you need to step away? Is that something like on the fly, like, wow, I really need this now? Or is it something when you look at a year, you know, I, I'm going to need after that I've to go away? Yeah, I've learned probably in the last, <clears throat> particularly in the last three or four years, that there are that moment in the year, I need to go. I just need, even if it's a weekend, I just need to go and be somewhere different. I also find this is terrible because it's only people with money can do this, can't they? But I also find that I need to actually be out of the UK. Oh, yeah. There's a thing in my head that if I'm there, then I'm... You're I, on. I, I'm on. I, I find it more difficult to switch off from everything. So even if it's a two-hour flight away, I go. There's something in your psyche about geography yeah. that I go this far away and it doesn't do it. I go yeah, this far away and, and I get the thing yeah, I need. Yeah, completely different. I walk. I take my books with me. I have my journal with me. I'm that. I'm good. I'm buzzing when I'm doing that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Okay. And let's talk about a couple more things. And that will you take some? We do some questions, by the way. I'd love to. Will you talk about, uh, especially for Americans, Brexit? <laughs> and and the surprise and the oh, yeah. and and even we were talking about the spiritual dimensions of Brexit. Mm. Yeah. in a sense, how, and how you see it. Yeah, so that was a shock. Um, and it was a shock because I, I don't, I'm assuming... No, I shouldn't assume. Uh, on my Facebook feed, everybody was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to stay in. Staying in's best, etc." But, of course, they're all people who think the same as you because they're on your feed. So you're seeing 
So basically, you're just seeing your mirror. Uh, meanwhile, in the load of the communities that we serve, where their experience of life is not wonderful metropolitan London, it's, it's we don't have, people are getting and we're not, you know, things that were good are no longer good, etc. Uh, there were votes to leave Brexit. Um, and so that was a real shock. It was a real shock. There was also this spike that happened after Brexit where it all, it, I think it almost gave permission for some of that kind of hatred that had been stirred up during the campaigning actually became a reality in various places in communities. Like we, run, we won the vote so we can so be more expressive with racist, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so that was a very... You could, yeah, you could sense that that was tricky. People, uh, quite a lot of us were quite glum. That's very British, wasn't it? Quite glum. Uh, <laughs> the next day and the day after. Um, yeah, so, so it, was, it was difficult. Although it's interesting, who knows what's going to happen now after, you know, we've had a, a slight strange thing that's happened with the, the High Court decision, so... And I, I'm a little bit out of it in the last few days, but yeah. Wow. Anyway, tomorrow, hey? <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I think it's, it's really interesting when, uh, when we were talking earlier about Brexit, how you were saying, how you can easily live in a world of your own making and there's a number of people who the system is not working for them. Yeah, the disempowered, disaffected. Yeah, and, and when, when you feel like that, I think it's easy to make enemies of people. You know, so, and yeah, bec because they may have what it is you want, and the only way you can make sense of that is to make them someone you don't like. Whereas actually the real solution is you're all in this. We're all, so to, it's together we work it out. And, and I was saying to Rob and Kristen earlier that really uh, it, it needs a whole new system. Politics needs a whole, whole completely different system everywhere. Yeah. You are so inspiring. You really are. It's really great. What's next for Oasis or what do you see? More? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay! What's the idea? What's the idea? What's the idea that you all are cooking on right now? Well, safe so houses the, so this the, week. Yeah, the ref <laughs> this week. Who knows? I've been away for four days. It could be anything. <laughs> um, yeah. No. The the refugee crisis and what that has that has there is an incredible opportunity for the church to really be the church. Um, and so and and. We're, we're up for that and we're in for that, you know, so that's, so it's exciting, um, it's exciting, I'm inspired by watching what Steve is doing and, and how that's working for us, um, uh, you know, who knows, I have no idea wh where that will go, um, but it will go somewhere because there are millions of refugees, we have a, a guy, a, a, I find it hard to talk about the people that work in Oasis as colleagues, but because we talk about one another as friends. Um, there's a, a guy who was a, um, he lived just north of Aleppo. He came over to the UK. He was invited over as part of a UN thing. 
Um, and he is a wonderful, wonderful guy. He's actually a, a, a trained, um, he's a paediatric doctor, but he trained in Arabic, so of course that's no use in the UK. <laughs> uh, crazy. Anyway, um, he's, now, he, he's now working for us <laughs> in, in our school um, uh, as a teaching, uh, a learning assistant, which is wonderful. And he uh, but in his process of coming from uh, Syria to the UK, he spent time in uh, refugee camps as part of his journey um, and listened to the stories of the young people who were coming. So at the moment in our Waterloo hub, we have, we have an exhibition of photos that he took of the children sharing their stories. So there's quotes from these, these kids. Uh, and you can't watch it without weeping. You can't look at it without weeping. It's just... It's too much, you know. Um, one of the children that was in the safe house just said it's the first time ever in all these months that he'd felt at home and safe. That No 16-year-old should say that. So we, we've got to do it. Okay, one last question before they ask questions. When you hear somebody who's like, I don't know, the church, is the church even relevant? What do you say to that? That's a pinata of a question, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah, come on. I would say that in some instances, they are absolutely bang on right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th so if church is an event that happens on a Sat Sunday or Saturday, take your pick, um, if it's an event that happens on a, a Sunday, where you're worried about what the sermon is like, how cool the band are, and have you got enough parking places, that is not church and that is irrelevant. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> if, so it is, it is unusual for people to say Oasis are irrelevant. Steve always says, you know, you can tell whether it, whether a church is relevant or not by if you weren't there would it make any difference to the community and if what you're about is a Sunday event <laughs> you are a problem because people can't get around because you're creating traffic jams and everything on a Sunday that is not a contribution that is not the role of the church that is just a pain to the community the community has people in it who want to serve who may be broken, who are carrying debt, whose marriages, there's domestic violence, there's children not, not gaining the potential that they should, there's things that are wrong, there's human trafficking, and we're worried about service. And so if they're saying that, I think they're right. But if the church is doing those things, I don't think people would ever say that's irrelevant. Thank you, Jill Rowe. Oh.